Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, Farmers as Stewards. It's a message not heard as explicitly during the coronavirus crisis, but it's been implicit to every aspect of dairy's response to the crisis. Sustaining an operation means a sustainable operation, and here to talk about that commitment and some pretty striking goals dairy has in this arena is Krista Harden. You may remember her as the Deputy Secretary of Agriculture at USDA. She's now the Executive Vice President of Global Environmental Strategy for Dairy Management, Inc., and the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. Thank you for joining us today, Krista. Hey, how are you? Good to, good, good to good. talk to you. Good to talk to you as well. Before we get into our main focus, it's worth spending a moment to take some stock from your position of what DMI has been working on for farmers throughout this crisis. How has coronavirus shifted priorities? Well, it, it really has. I think it turned everyone's um, world upside down, especially in the beginning as we were trying to figure out the channels. How do you get this great product products, really? to people who need food. And sometimes, you know, there, there are folks for first time users in at hunger um, situations needing um, more assistance than ever. Um, the normal chains of food service and schools and just that commonplace that frankly we took for granted um, really were turned upside down. If nothing else, I think this situation has shown us our vulnerabilities in that food channel, places we need to focus and distribution, um, getting product to and sizes of packaged in a way that makes sense for, for use today. Instead of a big institution, it's more people are eating at home. I have cooked more myself than I have in my 24 years of marriage, I assure you. Um, so I'm not buying huge amounts of any product and certainly not um, even dairy like because we ate out so much. So I think it's really a readjusting and we've been helping the system throughout the chain work together. And I think that's one thing that I just take great pride in for the dairy industry is how we, we look to partners through the Innovation Center. We look to um, Feeding America on the hunger side. We've been working with schools to make sure they get the equipment. Our gen youth folks have taken such a leadership there. We've done a number of things and also at the same time talking about um, dairy and dairy products, how nutritious they are, how easy they are to cook with, how they can make any family happy. Nothing's better than ice cream after a meal. I'm telling you, I try it every day. Um, so I think it's awareness. It's also working with partners, bringing um, all elements of the chain together to to get this right. It is a different place. It's a different world. And I think um, we even have some new partners. Maybe we haven't worked with this closely. So I think we're getting better at it. And I certainly want to say to all the dairy farmers, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for keeping that product flowing, making sure that we can have, um, you know, get it to the, to the right people and, and the right in the right amounts and places. But at the same time, it would seem while you're reacting to the immediate needs, there are also longer term goals that might become even more important as we adjust to this new environment. What are you seeing happen? Uh, I'm definitely seeing on the environmental front. I think um, some think that, you know, everything's on pause around the world as we deal with the new normal and new challenges. But what we've also seen that consumers, um, our customers are saying, yes, we do have to rethink, you know, how we get food to market, how we get um, beverages um, to the right places. Um, but we still really care where that food comes from and the ethic that you expect from farmers. Folks are still being held accountable. And what's been so rewarding to me is to, to hear from our farmers say, I haven't changed who I am as a farmer and my commitment to the planet. I'm committed to you know, producing good food, making sure that our products are safe, our animals are cared for, our employees are cared for. 
but so is the planet, maybe more so than ever right now. So that commitment to being good stewards is just reinforced, frankly, during this time of crisis. So let's talk about some of these key initiatives. When you talk about the environment, about sustainability, what are some of the steps you're talking about? You know, there's a couple of things. And first of all, sustainability is has a broad definition. It really does depend on who you're asking. How do you define sustainability? And for us, I think in the dairy industry, it is about making sure those farmers are on the farm. They're sustainable as business people um, supplying the food. So no matter what element you're talking about on sustainability, their commitment to the environment, their commitment to good products also includes that they're still there to be able to do it. But, you know, the Innovation Center um, has been talking for over a year about goals, long-term goals that really do set the, in my mind, kind of a North Star of what are we working towards? What are we going to be able to talk about? How do we guide our industry in moving forward with the environmental, really the pressures, the challenges that many of us do um, face? And so for a year, they held, held meetings and conversations, talked to farmers, talked to customers, talked to environmental NGOs, really no stone was unturned, really making sure we understood the questions, we understood maybe some of the challenges and started looking for opportunities. And um, just this March, it's hard to believe it's, it's already was a couple of months away, the Innovation Center um, leaders came together and said, we want to set these goals. We want to vote in a roll call vote, CEO by CEO, really looking at out to 2050, a long runway um, of setting um, ambitious goals in some ways, but goals that really resonate with our customers and our consumers, the consuming public goals that will help us define who we are as an industry over time. We want to remain that source of choice. We want to be, no matter if the market is here in a family or around the world, Um, So setting these goals, I think, was a very big step for our industry that includes emissions and includes water, its use and its quality, um, that really looks at, you know, um, our nutrients and how they're used. Just a number of um, very key elements, I think, that will help define um, the U.S. industry. Now, I want to talk about that date that you mentioned, 2050, Um, because when you see these types of goals, often they'll have a date attached to them. If some of these ideas are so good, why aren't we just doing them now or or at least sooner than 2050? Well, and yeah, that's a fair question. I think if you talk to a farmer, 2050, um, it does seem very far away. They're, They're worried about today, right? They've got to stay in business today. Um, you talk to others who say, we want to make sure we're realistic. There are technologies that we don't have today. There are scientific data we don't have today. I think we may get there before 2050. In fact, you know, if I was a betting person, I might say for sure we would, but I'm not. So I don't want to put any additional pressure on our system. But I do believe that we do. There are steps that need to be taken. I had a friend used to say, this is a dance and there are steps to the dance. So I think that there are processes we have to go through. We have questions on Tarek for emissions, for instance. We don't have great answers to that. On sequestration, we're looking at how to measure. We need to create that data platform. Um, There are other elements. How do you add value beyond a digester? And there's a couple technologies out there that need testing, improving, and maybe scaling so you could, you know, spread it out across the industry. So I think giving ourselves time to do this right, we're not out there buying somebody else's credit. This credits are going to be earned in U.S. dairy. We're going to do it ourselves. 
um, and given us you know enough time, resources, because some of this could be expensive as we test technologies and try new practices. We want to make sure we have all these elements correct. The other thing I think is interesting in these goals um, that I hope farmers will take note of, it's not every farm. Um, we're not saying that every farm will you know achieve every goal. This is a collective goal. So start looking um, at the U.S. industry as a whole. Um, and the fact that we're going to look for outside investors and others to help us um, for grants and, you know, for uh, other partners who have an interest um, in investing in the U.S. dairy industry to help us answer some of these big questions, especially on emissions. Um, that's one pathway to our goal is through through a net zero initiative, you know, zero carbon, um, carbon neutral. You hear those terms tossed around. They're serious so, and we're going to need partners to help us figure some of this out. So I think farmers need to think about um, probably they're doing a lot of good things on their operations today. Um, we When we talked about these goals with um, the DMI board, um, we read a list, you know, of five, six, ten different practices. And I said, is anybody doing any of these? And every hand went up. Now, I wouldn't say every hand went up if I said, are you doing all of them, depending on where you're located, you're soil type, your climate type, the size of your operation, your different regulatory schemes. But, you know, everybody's saying, yeah, I'm, I'm already doing good stuff. I, I, I understand the importance of this to my business. I'm already thinking about how to do more, how to do things differently. So that's what these goals are. It gives the, the farmers themselves the ability to think about this over a long period of time. We're going to have five-year check-ins, not goals set every five years, but check-ins to say, how are we doing? And I think that's what's going to give us the direction for the path forward. And a lot of these issues that you're talking about, let's face it, they revolve around cost. Farmers are going to be very concerned about the cost of any initiative that gets brought down, however good it sounds, whether it be a regulation or an industry-led initiative, there's going to be that concern. And often you hear, especially from smaller producers, concerns that you are putting burdens on me that's going to make it harder for me to sustain my business. How then do you see operations of different sizes in different regions of the country working together collaboratively to make these goals in a way that burdens are spread fairly and equitably so you're not putting people out of business in the process of reaching the path you, you want to be on? The very first rule of sustainability is the farmers are sustainable. This makes business sense for them. It's got to pencil out you know, on the back of the envelope, it's got to make sense to their accountant, to their bookkeeping, whatever they choose to do. And every farm will be different. Every farmer will make a different decision on what really does apply for their own operation. I don't know any two dairy farms that are alike, whether they're brothers that are farming down the road from each other or neighbors or across country. Every operation is different and they really have to look at what makes sense for them um, independently of, um, you know, there's no one size fits all. There's no one plan that fits, fits all. And every farmer is going to make that business decision. I do believe over time we're going to develop new markets, high value markets possibly um, for our nutrients that can actually be another source of income for farmers. And I think they're all looking for that no matter where they're located and what part of the country or how large they are. They're looking, how do we add value for what we do we know that our nutrients matter to, to the soil. We know they can be useful. 
there's transportation costs, there's packaging costs, there's other questions that we've really got to take the time to figure out. So it can't just be about cost to the farmers. How do we add value also to what they're doing? And there's some technologies out there that are very interesting that need to be tested more, that need to see how they can be scaled for different size operations. Um, and I'd all, I would, would say also that, um, you know, we don't have all the answers now, and I don't pretend to. I believe the answers are out there. And if we work collectively as an industry, if we go into this with our eyes open, um, thinking about how do we look for solutions for farmers? How do we give them options? Are there policies that can be changed to actually help make um, a lot of these practices and technologies more available? Um, regulatory schemes that are different than today. Let's be creative. Let's look at what we want instead of what we have. What can we do to do better to give farmers options and opportunities? And I just believe, you know, that science is changing all the time. Technology is improving. Um, but the number one question is, is to make sure that farmers stay on the land. They stay on that farm. Um, none of this makes any sense if they are not involved in driving um, what's next um, with these goals. And where do other elements of the food chain come in? Processors, retailers? Um, as, as everyone I know, be, uh, believe would know that the Innovation Center does include, um, you know, processors as well that are also involved in helping to set the goals. But there's different demands and challenges in the processing area than there are on the farm. Uh, for the Net Zero Initiative, for instance, that's just field and farm looking at feed, and, you know, from and the cow through through the dairy, the processors have a different process. Um, and they're looking, there's a tool right now under, develop, this, under development that's being tested by, I think, about 20 processors. So they can measure, they can record, they can report more easily, more consistently. So they're also asking themselves questions as well. So our industry as a, as a total it's kind of breaking um, these goals into pieces, looking at it, you know, in the right way, um, looking at, you know, what is needed at each element and part of the chain, um, working together, talking to each other, sharing, um, doing this um, independently, but co for collective good. And I think that's really the beauty of the Innovation Center, that it brings all those voices together to say, I, we need to work on this together. We need to have a collective approach to this, even though obviously it's different in a processing plant versus on a farm. Um, but it's still the collective U.S. dairy industry. And I, I think that's the strength, frankly, of this industry is how well we do work together and share these um, challenges, but also make them opportunities. Is this going to make milk more expensive? I don't think so. I, it should not. Uh, I think it will make um, profit for farmers. I think the other, uh, we were just talking about um, other value products for farmers. I think that if we do this right in a systematic, careful way, they may actually save some money. They're going to be doing things differently. They may have technologies that actually make them more productive. There may be genetics involved. There could be food ration additives that may um, actually make it more productive. There's a lot of opportunity here for farmers. We're really talking about adding profit to the farmer making it a better product for them financially. How do you put these concepts into practice? I've heard discussion of demonstration farms. Where are we in this process? Yeah, we, we're looking at a couple of different steps. There's obviously some groundwork that has to be done. There's some science, some data collection, um, partners who are helping us. We have a um, 
a grant um, pending right now with the food, um, the Foundation for Food and Agriculture, almost a total of $30 million to look at sequestration and do some measuring, working with five different land grants, working with farmers in five regions across the country. So we need some, we need some, some work done at that level. There, there's also other work that's going to be done looking at showcase farms, demonstration farms, pilot farms, whatever you want to call it. Everybody uses a different term to test um, all these practices to really see how will this work? Can we really go from, you know, field all the way to this value added products and what that might look like? Kind of showcase farms so um, Farmers themselves could come look and learn, decision makers, other partners who would like to invest um, with it and join with the dairy industry. And then there's also going to be regional kind of smaller projects. Some of them are already starting um, with some of our state and regional associations with companies to look at different technologies, different practices at a more local level. You know, how how does this work in New England or how does this work in the West? Everybody has a little bit different needs. So there's kind of steps to this process um, to really test, to try, to learn, um, to bring others to the table. Again, that's why the long runway. That's why we know we have questions that need answers. Um, and we got we got to get out there and kind of do some of the legwork. Um, there's nothing like boots on the ground. There's nothing like working with a farmer to say, does this make sense? How does it work here? Can it work there? We, we've got to take the time to do that. Anything else we need to know today? I don't think so. Just one, again, I would say to all the dairy farmers who may be listening, thank you for what you're doing. Um, You are on the front lines to make sure we have safe, nutritious products. We appreciate what you do. Um, um, Nobody understands Mother Nature better than farmers. Um, They are good stewards by definition of working the land, being on the land, caring for their animals, they are already good stewards. We need to tell that story. We need to explain it, explain it better. But we also, you know, they're the first ones to step up and try technology. They're the first ones to want to do it, do something in a better way that makes more sense, for profitability and for productivity. Um, so capturing all that we're doing, helping to, to tr- show that better, showcase it better, measure it better um, to really demonstrate the great stewards that they are. Um, and again, just hats off to what, what they're doing. I look forward to, to working with all of them as, as things get back to whatever the new normal is going to be. We've been speaking with Krista Harden. She's the Executive Vice President of Global Environmental Strategy with Dairy Management, Inc. and the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. Thank you for joining us today, Krista. Thank you very much. That's it for today's podcast. To learn more about dairy's commitments to a sustainable future, visit usdairy.com sustainability. You can also be part of the discussion through National Milk's Twitter hashtag, that's Dairy Never Stops. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play under the podcast name Dairy Defined. We'll talk again soon.